0: The first reading is from the Gospel according to Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 23. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once, when he was serving as priest before God, and his section was on duty, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to offer incense. Now, at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been answered. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord." He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he realized he could not speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to him, to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. Okay, we continue with the Gospel of Luke. Uh, now the time came for Elizabeth to bear to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord has shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. but his mother said, "No, he is to be called John. They said to her, None of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John, and all of them were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue freed, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through the entire hill country of Judea. And all who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty servant, Savior for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, Will be called the Prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His peoples, by the forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God. The dawn from on high will break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. This is the word of the Lord.
1: You know, I go to church about 48 to 50 times a year. In fact, I work at a church. You might know that. I spend a lot of time in churches and in sanctuaries and you know, I, I lead worship most of the time that I am in churches. I not only go on Sundays, but often uh, lead worship services at other times of the week, whether it's a memorial service or a wedding or an Ash Wednesday or a Monday Thursday, or lots of opportunities. In fact, I wander in here throughout the week to, to do things, and it can be easy to sort of take for granted what this space is about, what worship is about, to sort of get caught up in the usual Sunday morning routine, and perhaps you are just here as part of your usual Sunday morning routine. You're just doing what you do on Sundays between 10 and 11. You're not. expecting much other than to perhaps leave here with a little bit of a song on your heart or having seen some friends, hopefully you came expecting that you might have some kind of encounter with God today, and if you didn't, I would invite you to just be open to that possibility for yourself today. I think God probably hopes to encounter us today. Zechariah and Elizabeth were very, very faithful people. These were the sorts of people that found themselves in the temple every day, praying and going to worship. Zechariah, as a priest of Israel, uh, he lived in the hill country, but twice a year the priests of Israel were divided into groups of 24, and, and twice a year each of those groups was called to Jerusalem to lead and be a part of the ceremonies at the temple that happened every day. And uh, so, as a priest, you would find yourself at the temple, twice a year at least. And Zechariah, as, as an older priest, had been doing this for years and years, it says. Zechariah and Elizabeth were a very faithful, and Scripture tells us, blameless and righteous couple, and as so often happens with good people, they were unable to conceive, and so they were, uh, it was a point of sorrow in their lives. Many many people have experienced that sorrow, and so for them it was a, a point of sorrow, but even still they were faithful and, and devout people, and and Zechariah when it was his turn to go to the temple that year, you know, every time that they would go, they would uh, be assigned particular duties within the worship life of the temple. And four persons had special duties that involved going inside the holy of holies of the temple. And, And if you hadn't ever done that, they would draw lots to make sure that every priest at some point in their life would have the opportunity to do that. And, and of those four, the highest thing that you could be called upon to do inside the Holy of Holies was to, was to light the incense and to bring the incense to the altar. And so on this day, as the Scripture tells us, Zachariah at long last in his whole life as a priest, it was his turn to offer the incense inside the temple. And maybe he had been inside the Holy of Holies maybe four times in his life, but maybe fewer. And so it was a, a big day. And I imagine that for Zechariah, as a, as a faithful, devout person, he entered with a sense of deep reverence and holiness into his duties the, this, the the Hebrew uh, scriptures provide very specific instructions for how this was done, so I'm sure he studied that and, and read and knew exactly what he was supposed to do when he went inside to bring this incense. And then Luke tells us that when he gets inside and he gets up to the right uh, the place by the altar, it says that just to the right of it, there stood the angel Gabriel. I love the the specificity of that, that it's just to the right of it. And there was the angel Gabriel who, who greeted him as… Gabriel always greeted people. Fear not. You can imagine he was terrified. He had not really been in that Holy of Holies very often in his life. And I would imagine, I mean, it's, it's lit by only a few candles, no windows, no outside light. The incense is burning. It's got that musty smell. And then he hears the voice of the angel Gabriel. And Gabriel tells him, Zechariah, I bring you good news. You and Elizabeth are going to have a child. And Zachariah sort of, um, you know, laughs him off and, and sort of says, what are you talking about? We are old. We are well past the time to have a child. And the angel Gabriel did not come to play. The angel Gabriel says, you may be old, but I am the angel Gabriel. And I am telling you, Elizabeth will have a child. Ah, oh, so Zachariah. Well, turns out that the price one pays for doubting the angel Gabriel the advice of the should angel Gabriel show up for you um, is uh, you get struck mute. So Zachariah is unable to speak upon leaving the Holy of Holies and he walks out into the outer courts of the temple and people can see that something has happened to Zachariah and he can't speak and they go home to ponder this and Zachariah and Elizabeth conceive a child and still he is struck mute And so, as Carol picked up the reading for us, now nine months later, the child has been born, and Zachariah and Elizabeth bring the child to the temple to be dedicated, as one does on the eighth day. And Elizabeth says that the child's name will be John. And the, the onlookers and the others in the temple say, uh, no, there's no Johns in your family. You are from a priestly family. The, the child should take on the name uh, of a relative. And they turn to Zachariah. You know, they don't believe the woman. They turn to Zachariah, who then writes that the child's name shall be John. And then his mouth is opened, and he can speak. And all the people, it says, are amazed, (laughs) both because he was struck dumb, but also because the child will be called John. And, of course, this John will be John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, the cousin of Jesus. And so we have this experience of the holy for Zechariah. I don't think he was expecting to to run into the angel Gabriel that day but indeed he did. I don't think he was expecting that he and his wife would have a child in their later years. And I don't think he was expecting that the child would become the very prophet of the Messiah, the one who would who would prepare the way for Christ, but indeed that was what God had in mind. And so, Zechariah, his first words are this beautiful canticle that you uh, heard read. Uh, just like Mary offers the Magnificat upon receiving the Annunciation uh, that she would bear Christ, Zachariah offers his, his song of praise upon hearing that his child would be the prophet of the Most High. I love Zechariah's story. It's one of, one of my favorites. It's um, Very often biblical figures have a birth story associated with them. Think of Moses and the river and the, you know, being you know, sent down the river and the daughter of the Pharaoh and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Samuel has a birth narrative. Um, and Jesus, of course, we are here in this season remembering the story of Jesus' birth. But John... The one who would come before Christ also has a birth narrative, a story of how he came into this world. And, of course, it is a story that begins with a miracle of a couple that had been unable to conceive bearing this child. I got thinking this week about the things that we expect from God, and especially in the season of Christmas. Probably many of us have lots of expectations around the holidays, some of which lead to disappointment. We may have expectations of, I don't know, particular gifts or family uh, dynamics that aren't at play, (laughs) or we may have expectations about things with our children or any number of things about how this season will go. But I want to call us to a a kind of expectation this year, the kind of expectation that draws us into the Holy of Holies, the place where God's own heart resides, the place where even the angel Gabriel can call us short. ...on our uh, excuses, you know? For Zachariah, it was old. I'm old. I can't do this. For us, it may be, I'm too old. I can't do this. It may be that, you know, I I don't have enough money... ...or I'm not spiritual enough... ...or I haven't earned God's love... ...or I haven't, you know, prayed enough... ...or I have, you know, we, we offer all kinds of excuses to keep God at bay. And yet God comes and says, hey, I'm God. It doesn't matter what you think. I'm here to work within you. I'm here to do the unexpected in your life, to draw you into the ways of peace and hope. And so Zachariah's unexpected blessing I think, is a call to all of us to be aware in this season of the ways that God might still yet, even now, outside of all of our doubts and fears, of a hope and an expectation for us, God might yet have a gift for us this Christmas season. It's easy to get caught up in the the long to-do lists of all the shopping and the baking and the planning and the you know, checking things off to make sure you do it right. But I think the holy call of this season is to meet God in unexpected ways. To let the gift come to us in ways that we weren't expecting. To open ourselves to receiving something that we had sort of pushed aside It's a holy year. It's a holy time of year. Advent is this wonderful season of longing and hope and expectation and joy and peace and love and all these things that we we say on this calendar, this Advent wreath. But I want to call all of us into this season of listening, into the season of being attentive, of, of daring to go into the holy of holies of daring to allow God to tap us on our shoulder, of allowing God to, to place something in our lives that we weren't expecting this year. Now, when we, when we focus on the, the madness and the to-do list of this season, we sometimes don't hear it, which is why the church offers this countercultural call to stillness when everything outside of us is busyness. But my hope and my prayer for us this year is that God will do the unexpected for us. And I don't know what that will be in your life. Zachariah surely didn't know what it would be in his life. But I think there's a call for us to be attentive, to be listening, to enter into the holy of holies of this season, and to allow God to place a gift in our laps. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are indeed holy. You are God that bestows upon us callings and gifts, opportunities and challenges. And in this holy season when we are often so busy with things that aren't holy, we ask that you draw us near, meet us in this place, meet us in unexpected places. And show us the gift that you would have us receive. And may we, like Zechariah, enter into this with joy, obedience, and celebration of your gift among us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.